Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Boardroom Buddies podcast. I hope that you are enjoying the summer so far. It's been a bit wet of late, but we seem to have some brighter weather currently. I have been away a little bit, but I have a very special guest for me today, Gillian Schofield, a custom copy, because Gillian keeps me going on the content writing. So that's what Gillian does. So welcome, Gillian, to the podcast. Thanks, Jackie. Lovely to be here. Yes. So we're going to be talking all things about content writing and why someone would use someone like yourself in you know to do their writing when they can write because most of us can write yeah but I know from my point of view I get a blank sheet of paper or rather a blank word document (laughs) and I look at it on the screen and there's almost a panic for about well 15 minutes where I look at it and I think I don't know what to write (laughs) and who's interested anyway (laughs) you know Um, (laughs) so so it's been really great to work with you on content because you make it sound like me but it's so much more polished when you do it (laughs) so custom copy Gillian tell us what made you start your business (laughs) So a bit of a long-winded story, this one. So I so since I was a kid, I've loved the written word, reading, writing. I was an avid reader from a young age. Dream job was always to be an author, to write for a living. But of course, you grow up, particularly in a working class household, thinking, you know, that you're a dreamer. You're never going to make a living from something like that. Get a real job. So I went to college and studied hairdressing. And then I had three kids and they very much did not fit inside the box that society and school wanted them to fit in. So I ended up pulling them all out of school to home educate them seven years ago. So I did a bit of hair and beauty around them because I wanted to be a mum that was present as well. You know, I'd never wanted to just send them to nursery and things like that. You know, nothing against people that do that. But I just wanted to be, you know, it worked. And then a couple of years ago, I thought, right, this is all very well, but I don't want to then get to a point where I've invested 100% of me into them and then they're not there and I'm kind of left a bit bereft. So, you know, turning 40 was on the horizon and (laughs) I thought, right, now's the time, you know, let's start getting something in place for me. And I came across copywriting. And at the time, I have to admit, I didn't know what it was, as lots of people don't actually. Yeah. But, you know, I jumped on a webinar and I was like, oh, 
oh, I can write for a living. So I signed up there and then for the course, did that, set the business up. And it's been a bit of a whirlwind ever since, actually. Yeah, really loving it. It's kind of going from strength to strength. Still really flexible around the kids. They don't need me as much, which is great. But I've still got that flexibility of working for myself. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you say that you liked the written word. Was that something at school that you were... Just ever since I was reading from a really young age, I remember that. And, you know, avid reader, you know, Enid Blyton. I loved all that kind of stuff, all the classics. So it wasn't, I suppose it was them, Famous Five, maybe. (laughs) I just loved those books. And I think I had all of them. I don't really know what it was. I had a natural flair for the English language and for writing. You know, it just came easily to me. And I enjoyed it. So yeah. that's what it was, really. So inspired by the famous five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've never Love actually that. thought about that. Love that. Yeah, I probably was. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I still love a good mystery to this day. That's yeah. the genre. They're a little bit darker nowadays. But... Yeah, of course. yeah. Well, grown up now. <laughs> yeah, grown up mysteries now. But yeah, but I got my kids into them as well. Like, you know, they're not really die you can still buy newer versions of them so right. I remember getting my eldest daughter a set of famous five books and but the language is quite dated now I think of course yeah kids now kind of struggle with it a bit more but mm. yeah yeah and Shakespeare actually in school I remember I loved doing Shakespeare everyone else hated it and I still to this day my favorite film is the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet and my partner's like I just haven't got a clue what they're saying. I'm like, what do you mean you haven't got a clue? Well, <laughs> they, they just said that. So, so yeah, I love the complexity of the English language, which is the bit most people hate. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's lovely and really interesting. Yeah. So what kind of things do you write? What kind of things do you do? In the business for clients? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So predominantly I do website copy. I'll do sales pages. I have a whole kind of email marketing package where I'll help write a lead magnet, a landing page, and then welcome sequence. And then I can also help with the ongoing emails if need be. And I also offer some content packages, which obviously is what you're on. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where I'll produce a blog, however Mm -hmm. often someone wants a blog, and repurpose it into social media posts as well. So I do other things outside of that, but that's that's Mm -hmm. my kind of core offering. Yeah, because I know, yes, I can write. I'm a reasonable command of English. But I think, I mean, there have been times when I've done it and sent it to you and it comes back all polished and making sense. (laughs) And that's been brilliant. There's this, yeah, I've often sat and looked at the words and the page and thought, sometimes I don't even know whether I'm making sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's hard for people. Everyone struggles to write about themselves and their own business because yeah. often there's so much we want to say. We have to try and say too much or it comes out too garbled or, you know, yeah, loads of people struggle with it. Yeah. Do you, do you find that, like, well, certainly from my perspective, I seem to write the way that I'm thinking? Yeah. So when I read it back, I think, I'm not sure that makes any sense at all. Yeah, our thoughts are quite fragmented, aren't they? And suddenly yeah. we get a pop of an idea and, oh, actually, I could talk about that. So, 
copywriting really is just a process of trimming the fat like people think it's about writing lots of words and it's not it's actually about condensing the words and structuring them and making sure it's logical it makes sense and yeah having hook at the start so that you engage the readers enough to keep them on the page and keep them reading and you know it's all those elements that the average person just doesn't know and think about and that's why Mm. like you say well I can write why do I need to pay someone to write for me but actually the same reason you know whatever industry any of us are in we know about all the little nuances around that thing don't we that the average person doesn't know and it would take you ages to sit down and learn everything about everything (laughs) yeah yeah so when you write a blog you say that you can then pull out or repurpose some of it for social media and all that kind of stuff yeah I talk about repurposing quite a lot actually because people think they've always got to be producing new stuff and you don't it you know it makes good business sense and it's efficient to repurpose stuff so yeah yeah, one one of the best things I do and a strategy I teach people and I've got a course based around it is to write your blog because you can write more freely with a longer piece of content. You know, Mm -hmm. one lady that did my course said she just felt really contrived. She'd go to write a social media post and she found it really difficult because she had a small space that she wanted to fit all this information in. And when I taught her my way, she said, oh my gosh, it's lifted that burden because now I write freely. I write a big long blog and it doesn't matter how much information's in it provided you're not going completely off piste. And then you pull bits out and that's where you get your shorter snippets, your infographics, your quotes, your, you know, yeah. just shorter posts. So, yeah, it's a really efficient way to do it. Yeah. So so that's what you do then. So I know in the past I've sent you my kind of draft and then, as I say, it comes back all polished and making yeah. sense and organised and all that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. so that fresh pair of eyes helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's editing. This is the other thing. People think editing is just, oh, I'll run it through Grammarly or check spelling and grammar. But actually, it's so much more than that. It is the structure. It's the readability. It's mm. Is it logical? Is it making sense? Is it flowing? Is it keeping people engaged? It's a bit like writing a book, you know, when you get a cliffhanger at the end of a chapter. That's essentially what you need to be doing with your blog is just dangling that that carrot so, and leave so, them on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that takes compel somebody to read on to the yes, next bit reading. yeah oh, interesting. yeah 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 okay so and you do email kind of the email marketing as yeah. well don't you yeah email marketing is very much the best most lucrative you know gives the best return on investment form of marketing that you can do and a lot of people overlook it because they think oh it's People don't read emails, you know, they think about their own inbox and how many emails they don't read or delete. But and that's where working with someone who knows a bit more about marketing is essential, because if you get the audience right, if you get the subject line, again, it's the, those mm. breadcrumbs all along the way. Mm. If you get an email in your inbox and the subject line grabs you, you're going to click on it. That's the first yeah. you yeah. clicked on it, then got the first sentence or headline to get them to read more so you're just laying those breadcrumbs all the time but it's very lucrative you've got a a warm audience they already know you they you know you can warm them up even more and educate them towards buying from you yes yeah um I had a question in my head then and it's gone completely (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, so tell us about your course you mentioned you have a course 
Yeah, so last year I realised that content was something most people struggled with. As a sole business owner myself, I know the struggles of trying to do all the things and not having the budget to outsource all the things. So I just wanted to be able to help people, other people in that situation. So I started doing some talks on this strategy, like I say, of creating a blog and repurposing it. And it went down really well. And and then I thought, actually, I could deep dive on this because when you're doing a seven minute talk, you can't really give away that much information. So I turned it into a course and people loved it. I had loads of people came on the beta. I ran it then again a few more times and people just got so much from it because it's short and sharp. You know, we do four live sessions over Zoom with me. They're recorded, they're sent out afterwards, you get a workbook afterwards, you get all the frameworks that I talk about. But the key thing is it's simple. And that was really what I had to keep in mind, you know, wanting to give lots of value, but not wanting to overwhelm because the whole premise of it was that there's a really simple way to do content marketing. It doesn't have Mm. to be difficult and overwhelming. Basically, one lady that did it said this should be called foundations of copywriting because it's not just about writing content, it's giving those key golden rules really around how to write more effectively so that people pay attention so yeah that's I've not run it this year but I've just decided to run it again so it starts in October and it's only 97 pounds it's really yeah affordable way to really get a handle on their content yeah so so what date is that that it's running Monday the 2nd of October so it's Mondays at one o'clock as I said it's all recorded so if people can't make the live calls they still have access to me via messaging a private Facebook group things like that so right okay that sounds really good so you're going to teach people how to structure and yeah so so you the outcomes of the course are that you remove that blank page paralysis (laughs) yeah do that by starting with a topic bank you know listing down all the things you can talk about because like you said when you go to talk about something you suddenly your brain goes I don't know anything about anything (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about anything (laughs) (laughs) so it's about creating that topic bank but then actually putting it into some sort of structure and strategy that makes Mm. sense for your business in order to get you where you want to go because that's the other thing that's often missing is some sort of strategy behind what we do a lot of people have a yeah throw it sticks approach and they think well I'm showing up and I'm like yeah and that's great but what why are you showing up yeah. you know what are you trying to achieve so so we cover that mm-hmm. and then my strategy like I say for it's a simple four-step strategy it's create a topic bank write a blog on one of the topics repurpose it and then create the content and schedule it it's four simple steps but around that you'll also learn what's going to make that effective and how to set out that strategy but it's all quick and simple as well you know it's not really this is entry Mm. I say entry level and I don't want to belittle the course by saying that but I don't want people to think oh it's just going to be really complex it's not it's powerful and effective but it's simple it's not going to take up loads of headspace yeah I think from a business owner point of view you know there are lots of marketing courses out there yeah but if you're a small micro like us yeah you know the thought of going on a a marketing course where you know that probably it's targeted at bigger businesses you know they might have a marketing department or several employees and all those kinds of things it's yeah that there is a sense of well that's for you know I don't need that start here in GA4 and analytics 
and pay-per-click and you just go whoa yeah that, that I do whenever you sense yeah. you know pay-per-click what yeah. <laughs> what's that yeah. about this is none of that this is just you showing up as you consistently yeah. right channels yeah it's it's not that next level stuff because I, I think yeah I think now when you meet someone on you know maybe networking or something they're more likely to go to your LinkedIn yes. to see who you are yes. than go to your website. Yeah, absolutely. That's not, my go. Not, you shouldn't have a website because that's your shop window, but they want to see who you are, don't they? Yeah, and they want to have that connection. That mm. For me, that is, you know, when people don't put a LinkedIn link in a chat, a networking meeting, I think, oh, <laughs> they just put an email address. And I think, well, I'm not, why would I email you? You know, I just want to be connected with you. I'm not ready to email. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's a, that's interesting important. point. Yeah, interesting point. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that course sounds brilliant. Ninety-seven pounds, second of October, and it's online, isn't it? It's done by Zoom. Yeah, all over Zoom, and then you'll get like a Google document sent to you. Yeah. So you'll have everything to keep. You'll have the recording to go back over and keep. You'll have mm. the resources, the, the Google Doc, if you prefer to scan that's got all the information that's in the recording so yeah it's hopefully suits different styles of learning how many sessions are there just four okay that's, that's yeah. excellent value yes yeah. yeah great stuff yeah and you talked about strategy I know when we first started working together you we did a lot of well like a exploratory meeting didn't we yeah. and you found out who my target client is and yeah and all that kind of thing so that when you're writing yes uh, you know who you're writing for yeah yeah one of the one of the best pieces of advice I could give anyone is to write with one person in mind yeah it's easy to get into that you know anyone who or just anyone who wants a website anyone who wants a business coach or one I keep hearing at the minute anyone who's feeling stuck <laughs> and we, everyone does it at some point until you realize how ineffective it is and the problem with that is that then when you're writing you're trying to write to anyone and it resonates with no one yeah. because you know it just washes over people so people are scared to get specific but it really is important and it's those foundations are what I find myself going through most clients with you know they come to me wanting help and actually, we have to go back and just get those foundations in place of what yeah. is it you're trying to who is yeah. it that help best? And you can yeah. play with that. You know, if you decide one month, this is who I'm targeting, you don't have to stay with that person. You know, you can trial it. And I would say marketing, the thing is with marketing, there's no one size fits all. It's very much about trial and error and testing. And I know that sounds frustrating and boring because we all want a quick fix and a magic pill but but also it gives a bit of freedom because you can't really do anything that wrong you know mm. if you're not being spammy and awful you can't really go wrong you can only learn what does and doesn't work yeah yeah so if you're going to write something and you're not a very accomplished writer because we've all got access now to you know the likes of chat gpt and linkedin have got their own ai tool and all that kind yeah. of thing what if you're using those how different is that from using someone like yourself so 
at the AI conversation, I have this a lot lately. I just want to say I love AI. I think it's brilliant and I use AI, but it's a tool. And what I'm seeing a lot of is people not using it as a tool, but using it as writer and so we're seeing more and more of this generic mm. chat gpt has a style right yeah. and i don't think i'm the only person i've been able to spot it for a while but i think more and more people are getting switched onto it you know you read that opening line hey such and such or calling all something in but you know there's so many yeah. marks. and the thing that's really been irritating me lately is people that aren't even changing the spelling to english spelling when they're english and their market is english and i'm like the problem with that, and I know that's great, if you struggle with writing, it's great that you can get something to spit something out. And the problem is people go, yeah, but it's written me something and that's great. No, it's not. And you can actually do more harm than good. You know, when people yeah, cotton on to that laziness, and I don't mean that offensively because I know some people struggle in it and it's doing a job for them, mm. but it will be perceived as laziness, particularly if you're not checking through and changing a flipping yeah. Z to an S, mm. you know? Yeah. People aren't going to want to buy from a business that comes across as a bit lazy, fair and half hearted. You know, it's it's doing something different that stands out. It's making an effort that stands out. So, yeah, just exercise caution. And actually, I talk about using ChatGPT on the course and how to use it effectively. And I'm... Yeah, I brought that in on the last one, which was end of last year when chat was just taking off. So I'll probably feature it a lot more heavily in this version of the course because it is a fantastic tool and you can use it for so many amazing things but people are tending to just go write me a post on and then copy and paste in it and that's not where its strengths lie if you have to do that you know if you really struggle just really edit it afterwards or send it to someone and say does this sound like me yeah and if they say no you know just get someone to sense check it get someone to check the spellings run it through an English version of Grammarly at the very least (laughs) yeah yeah I think yeah I've and that's the way I've used it when I've had to do my to write something quickly you know I've started writing you know write me this I want it in this tone and all that kind of stuff I have found that even though I've said to it or instructed it to write a piece of content up to 3,000 characters yeah, it doesn't. No, it completely ignores you. Four times I said to it, that's not a thousand words. And four times it went, sorry, here you go. And it still spat out 600 words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was, uh, I did a post around one of the podcasts and got it to, I wrote most of it, put it in and said, make this, you know, more uh, yeah. succinct and, you know. Right. And it and when I tried to post it into LinkedIn, of course, it was like over by about 2,000 characters. So I ended up copy and pasting it back into a Word document and completely re-editing it all myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It can end up more time consuming. Yeah. And I was yeah. just talking to someone this morning, actually. It was quite funny because the other thing to watch with it is it will just make stuff up. So I use it as a research assistant, you know, and if I've yes. got to write a blog post, essentially all I've got half the time for a blog post is a title now if I'm not in that industry I've got to research so I use it to help research and it wrote something yesterday and I said I always say to it what source did you use for that and it came back and said I do apologize basically 
told me it made it up. <laughs> I do apologise. I, I just, you know, made that up as an example, basically, in a nutshell was what it says. So so I always ask it for its sources and I always check the sources it gives because, yeah, it will just make up any old nonsense to make something yes. sound good. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's something to know about, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. So just lot, lots of caution with it and don't take it as gospel. You know, what mm. you've got to remember is people are feeding information into this machine now and have been for months. Well, those people are Joe Public, <laughs> which we all know are not particularly reliable. So, so yeah. well, learning <laughs> from the input it's getting. Yeah. Uh, and if that input isn't right. So, yeah, just always got to. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. And I have noticed, particularly on LinkedIn, when someone's used you know, something like ChatGPT or the LinkedIn one. Usually unleashing, embarking, igniting something. <laughs> yeah, words that you don't, we don't normally use. No, but now they're everywhere. And again, then we've all, we all get used to seeing those words and they don't mean anything anymore. So no. what you've got to remember is if you're if you're not tweaking it enough and I've ranted about this and I've you know I have people comment and go yeah you need to tweak it and I think well you're one of the ones that <laughs> are not tweaking it so tweak it more folks <laughs> <laughs> tweak it more yeah I like that okay all right that's been really interesting so tell us about what you like to do outside of work outside of work I'm <sighs> not that you have a lot of time I know no not with kids well my girls have got ponies so they take up a lot of time out of work um I just like being I love a dog walk I love being outside in fresh air and open views and rolling hills which I'm very fortunate living in South Somerset that I'm surrounded by that I love reading a good book and I love eating out with friends that's one of my favorite things to do actually yeah, not big groups I prefer kind of one-to-one but I love a nice lunch date and a chat or a, yeah. an evening. So, Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So what was your last favourite dining out meal then? Oh, my birthday. We went to, so there's a pub called the Hare and Hounds in Sidmouth. If anyone's ever in that area, I highly recommend going. Right. And they do the most amazing carvery. So it's on every day and it is just awesome <laughs> oh, brilliant <laughs> really recovery so we went there on my birthday we were moving house so I'd been unpacking boxes all day and yeah. then we went there for tea it's about half an hour 40 minutes from here but it was worth it so yeah, yeah. that was my oh lovely yeah you are a bit of a superwoman aren't you really you run a business you've got three kids that you homeschool you've got ponies you've obviously got is it one dog or two dogs you've got one dog, one cat. Yeah. Fish. <laughs> and fish, yeah. <laughs> run the business. And I know that you run the Circle Network. Yeah. Um, kind of. Run a meeting every Friday at 10. Yeah. yeah, which is on online networking, which is really good. Yeah, that's yes. how I met you. Yeah, yeah. With my co-host, Charlotte. We run it together. So Yeah, yeah. So that's. Um, yeah, I think mad woman is the term, Jackie, not, <laughs> not <big> woman. <laughs> when you list all the things that you do, I, I'm tired by the end of the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been brilliant. Thank you ever so much for being our guest on this episode of the podcast. Oh, and for all the listeners out there, please 
press subscribe so you know when the next episode is available and oh Gillian how do we get in touch with you if people want to come on your course and maybe just want to connect with you on LinkedIn yeah LinkedIn I'm really active on LinkedIn so just search Gillian Schofield custom copy and I will pop up and yeah send me a connection request I generally accept them unless they look super dodgy and yeah just have a chat have a you know love one-to-ones I offer you know free one-to-one get to know each other if you're not sure about the course we can have a quick chat and see if it's right for you yeah have you got information ready yet to send out and stuff yeah it's live on my website so if you visit and go to customercopy.co.uk and go to products and courses I think it's called (laughs) there's it's live in there if you want to just buy it or you can book a call to make sure it's the right thing to buy that's brilliant thanks ever so much and yeah it's been great to have you as a guest obviously we continue to work together so it's always a pleasure thank you I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Do subscribe for more podcasts and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favourite podcast platform. If you have any questions or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn or email me on jax, that's J-A-X, at jackiecasey.consulting. And thanks for listening.